Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about portfolios for student learning. Thank you for your thoughts and ideas. This week, I wanted to ask about portfolios for adults and educator learning and development. What do you use and what are the benefits of using a digital portfolio tool to store, track and engage with deeper learning for you as an educator? I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Classroom Q. Classroom Q's mission is to create a classroom where asking for help is easier and more organized than ever before. Classroom Q is used by teachers all over the world to efficiently organize student questions. The system allows teachers to tend to each individual student's needs without interrupting learning. A site made for teachers, by teachers. With its simple interface, teachers may not see much potential in Classroom Q at first. But think about that moment when you set the kids loose on a project or learning engagement only to look up and see 15 hands in the air. You'd probably love a little help cutting back on that particular type of classroom chaos. This tool can solve that problem and be an eye-opener for self-reflection. Use the site as an opportunity to help kids build self-confidence by encouraging them to persevere as they wait, maybe figuring out their own answers as they get nearer to the front of the line. Then they can just cancel their place in line, making room for someone else to move up the queue. At the end of the session, export the data to determine which students will need later follow-up to ensure they're grasping concepts and retaining knowledge. A really interesting tool to try in your classroom. Give it a go and give us your feedback so we can shout it from the rooftop. And if you're a Classroom Q user, please tag us on social media and let us know your why. I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below, classroomq.com. Last week, we talked about digital portfolios for students. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about digital portfolios for educators. Something that's been important to me for a long time, but isn't always something that's constantly held as a priority when I chat to educators around the world. For me, digital portfolios for educators hold our career and our employability credibility all in one place. If not now, then definitely in the future, the verifiability of the credentials we earn are critical to our future employability and success in the field we pride ourselves in. Education for a long time has been an area that has been slow to catch up on business trends. We see it succeed in the business space and then bring it on board into our schools. Digital portfolios are a good example. 
As the world moves into credentialing and verifiability of experiences, the education space is yet to move. We've started looking at digital badges and micro-credentialing, but adding the idea of blockchain portfolios to that list scares a lot of people off. I'm sharing this today as it's something that I'm currently working on building inside EduSpark as a complementary element to our system. We believe that educators need a place to store, build, verify and share their learning to the world. A place that becomes the go-to platform for professional learning now and into the future. Not just courses, not just live sessions, not just events or communities of practice, but the ability to build evidence-based portfolios to demonstrate your growth and share that to the world. A portfolio that's owned by you on blockchain and goes where you go, no matter who your employer is. I believe that digital portfolios are the future for educators in order to show, verify, and demonstrate their understanding in a professional landscape, and something that can be all-encompassing when it comes to your personal interests as well. Imagine being able to share your portfolio that's automatically created and crafted with all future employees at the touch of a button without having to spend hours and hours to update, recreate, or build it on your own. That's what's coming. And I'm thrilled to be able to share our vision for the future of educators everywhere. Watch this space. Over the coming months, EduSpark will launch the portfolio space in various ways, shapes, and forms. And I can't wait to take you on this journey with us. I'd love to hear from you to learn more how you're using digital portfolios for your own learning and what you would like to see inside the space in EduSpark to add value to your experience. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Tanya Latanzio. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Tanya Latanzio, who is a longtime connection of mine, an inspirational conceptual curriculum and inquiry leader based in Singapore. Tanya is an experienced international educator, previously a teacher, coordinator, and a manager with the International Baccalaureate. She is now Director of Innovative Global Education. In this role, she works as an educational consultant throughout the world, inspiring thousands of educators in their journeys every year. Tanya has some courses on eduspark.world, which are an opportunity to learn with one of the greatest minds in conceptual curriculum and inquiry learning. Tanya, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I feel a bit overwhelmed by that introduction, though. So <laughs> You're so welcome. It's very well deserved. Let's jump straight into it. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? So my current role involves uh, working with schools and uh, educators and at times children, of course, when you could work in the classroom with students and you could travel. A lot of my work really is focused um, on conceptual learning. So that idea of taking curriculum, making it more conceptual, and then looking at the pedagogy that goes with that, you know, really trying to promote that idea of learner agency 
of students having a say in their learning. So they're co-constructing learning with their teachers. And of course, when we move to a conceptual framework, there's more opportunity to do that. And so a lot of the work is planning with teachers, it can be coaching, it can be mentoring, it can be redoing curriculum, it can be modeling in classes. So it really depends on the needs of schools at the time and what they're looking for and where they're at in their own learning journey. Obviously, what inspires you is that, you know, you want students to have a really good experience at school. You want students to find learning enjoyable. You want them to be challenged in their learning. You want them to have some choice in their learning, to have some control in their learning. And so I really hope that um, over the past two years, where I've only really been able to work with educators, that moves down into the classroom and that students are having a better experience. And it's been wonderful to have long-term opportunities to work with teachers because then you can talk about those changes and what happens. So it's a, it's a very exciting role. I feel incredibly privileged to be able to do it. And you have incredible impact, Tanya, as well. Let's dive into it in a little bit more detail. Tell us about your work at Innovative Global Ed. What do you do And how do you work with schools and organisations? Yeah, so there's a multitude of ways um, that I've been working with schools. Obviously, for the past two years, a lot of that work's been online. And it's varied between offering webinars to working very, very closely with teaching teams through a planning process or for reimagining their curriculum. So schools generally contact me and we work out a plan moving forward to what that could look like and how we can bring about that pedagogical shift and that conceptual shift in learning. So one part of my role, of course, is working intensively with schools with teaching teams. Then I have another part of my role which involves putting on webinars that everyone can access and that's available on my website to look at that. And so there's a big chunk of my work that involves that. And then we used to put on conferences, of course, um, pre-COVID. We did have a very, very successful Andrea Mueller, who's my partner, and I had a very successful conference, an early years conference, and we're looking at probably offering something, hopefully, either this year or next year in that realm. Um, The other thing, of course, is that um, I've co-authored a book, Taking the Complexity Out of Concepts, which which just a Lines greatly with the work that Andrea and I do in schools. So that's really who we are. That's how we work with schools and organizations. Um, that idea of really trying to meet the needs of where schools are at. So it's definitely not, you know, we turn up or I turn up with what I've planned. What it really is, is let's talk about this. Where are you at? Where do you need to head? How can we get there? What's the best way around that? So it's very much a collaboration and then me coming in and working. And of course, the most success is when you do have those long-term contracts with organizations or schools, because then you see that progress taking place over time and you see the impact that has on students. And so that's, That's kind of the majority of the work that I do and how we work with schools and organizations. Yeah, it's it's amazing, Tanya. The work that you've done and I've been firsthand to seeing a lot of this is really exciting. And I agree in the power of that partnership and that sustained learning relationship. And I guess that's what I'm excited about with EduSpark and you know, diving into that that realm of how we can support schools on a 
greater, deeper level for that sustained, in-depth transfer of learning that actually impacts um, that change. Yeah. And you have some courses on eduspark.world. Tell us a little bit about your two courses. One is the Conceptual Inquiry Process course and then your UDL course with Jennifer Chang Wattle as well. Yeah, so the Conceptual Inquiry Process course is very much taking teachers through a conceptual inquiry process, um, looking at the different phases of the conceptual inquiry process and how concepts are embedded at each phase and how we can promote inquiry as a part of that. You know, really understanding that inquiry is not linear either. And so that idea that we're back and forth. So giving giving teachers and educators some really practical ideas that they can use as they go through that course at for each of the stages. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's that's really important when you facilitate workshops in particular or even webinars is that you're kind of modeling the pedagogy that you want teachers to do as well. So that's a really important part then to then give teachers ideas and strategies for what that can look like as well. Uh, the UDL course, it's always an absolute joy and pleasure to collaborate with Jennifer. She's an amazing educator and, and uh, thought partner for me, that's for sure. So that came together where we were, you know, we both had quite a few requests to look at UDL, then other schools asking us about differentiation. So what we did is we sort of came together and looked at what UDL is, what differentiation is, but then really tried to look at, well, what are the commonalities that both have? And that idea, of course, that they have more in common than they don't. And again, taking taking teachers through and educators through that process of what it is, but again, then making sure that we've got strategies that they can then look at and think, well, what does this mean for our own learning? And in each situation, you know, with that course comes resources that educators can access as a part of that. Yeah, it's it's really cool seeing the growth and development of these courses. And of course, as the tech stack improves and develops inside EduSpark, the ability to host and run conferences and events and all of these pieces are, are coming together and really tie in really well with the work that you're talking about. You know, you've, you've already done so much in your career to date, Tanya. I'm really curious about what's next. What are your next big goals in your career? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? Um, look, I think a, a lot of it is to to keep, obviously a lot of it is to just keep going and keeping hopefully hopefully inspiring educators. Um, you know, I'm looking at the writing a new book, of course, that's always there to get into that field and um, looking at uh, that as the next sort of thing, authoring a book again, which takes a lot of work actually. So that's something I haven't achieved yet that I've been working on for quite a while. So hoping to get that out there as well. And of course, just to just to keep hopefully, like I said, just inspiring educators from, I mean, I already work globally, which is lovely to be able to work in so many different countries and to have that opportunity to connect to people. And I think just to further extend that connection as well is really powerful. And, and of course, then to have opportunities to collaborate with people as well would be wonderful as well to keep that going. I've had um, some amazing collaborations um, during the pandemic. And, and I think when you collaborate with others, you learn so much. So I think more collaborations would be something that I'd definitely be looking forward to, which I think helps you in your own career as well. Absolutely. Let's jump into some quick fire questions, Tanya. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why as well. 
What is your hashtag one word for 2022? Okay, um, probably empathy at the moment. Um, I know that's not very inspiring for people, I'm sorry, but I think with what's going on in the world, just that that empathy for for educators, empathy for others and the situation that they're in, really trying to understand and 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 think about that and then what that means in your role when you're working with educators or you're working with people in such difficult circumstances. What does that mean? How do you then move that in that learning to take into consideration where they're at in their own situation? I, I think it's been a really difficult two years and we're seeing things now in our world that are going to make it more difficult. So I think if we can have empathy and I guess the other one would be connection, connecting to people, um, connecting to understand, connecting to learn, uh, connecting to be inspired. So I think those those two words work well. Sorry, not very um, uplifting, but the connection one is it, it is that idea that I think the more we connect, the more we have empathy as well. I love it. A, a really nice connection there. What's your favorite education or ed tech book or resource, Tanya? Yeah, so for, I like to use Padlet a lot. Um, I use it in most of my webinars that I run. I use it when I work with schools just because I find it really easy to access. Um, you can do so much on it as a tool and, of course, you can put links to other things within it. And so I just find it uh, a really easy tool to use. And when I work with teachers, you know, so many of them are in so many different tools. Um, I've had quite a few say, I like that everything's in one place. And it doesn't mean you're not linking to other possibilities, like you might be linking to some Google Slides or you might be linking to some websites, but that idea that they have everything in one place. And the other reason I like it, um, and I've been doing a lot of work with this with educators, is that idea that it becomes a thinking space. Because you have that opportunity to comment and share ideas, it becomes this place of collaboration. It becomes a place for educators to revisit becomes a place to build on what others have written there. So it doesn't just become this resource. It becomes this living, working, collaborative space where everyone gets to learn from one another, read what other people have written, look at their own and think, gosh, you know, now I believe this. So to me, it moves into this wonderful thinking, learning space. What starts off as resources then then really does become this incredible space for educators to connect. And what is one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career? Um, I, th- I think it's that whole idea of uh, actually getting in on social media, I you know, connecting to others that you can't necessarily be there, seeing what's out there in the educational world. I mean, I think it's really important to keep up to date, to hear what innovations are taking place to find out what others are doing. So I think that's a really, really important thing is that we're connecting to that and we're seeing what's out there. Um, Those connections are huge. Even though you don't physically know people, you have this amazing connection online. And so to me, I usually start my day sort of having a look at my Twitter feed, seeing what's going on, seeing what's interesting. And I think, you know, it inspires you and it helps you progress because you're seeing what teachers are doing because you can't get into classrooms at the moment. So it's lovely to see what educators are doing out there and to read what other people are doing. So I think that's a really 
important thing for me that's helped me, you know, learn from others and collaborate with others in in a world where we can't be face-to-face. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the last thing I really wanted to touch on, Tanya, is your book. And you, you touched on this briefly at the beginning. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about the work as an author, you know, taking the complexity out of concepts and the work that you've done with that. Um, tell us a little bit about it and why we should jump in and explore it. Yeah, I think the, the nice thing about the book is that it's also really a handbook for teachers. I mean, it is a book you can pick up, look at and move away with an idea. But I, most importantly, that work um, in that book came out of a lot of research in the classroom with teachers And so everything that's in there has come from this trial and error with educators. You know, what's working? What's not working? Okay, how can we make this easy? What's another way to do this? And and so a lot of the ideas that are in there have come from, you know, really trying and thinking there's got to be an easier way to do this. And that's why it's called taking the complexity out of concepts. Um, We were just finding that, that teachers were sort of bogged down in this idea of what it is. And so what we've done is we've created some models for teachers to use to help them develop, for instance, uh, big ideas or central ideas or statements of inquiry or um, enduring understandings. You know, we've developed models for how you can assess understanding and, you know, also given teachers some real practical strategies to keep the focus on concepts. You know, I think when we really talk about a conceptual framework or conceptual inquiry or conceptual teaching and learning, the concepts need to be at the forefront of that. You know, we want students to transfer and apply their learning. We want them to build understanding. And therefore, we can't do that if concepts just sit there on our wall as something to look at. So what this book does is really put those concepts at the forefront of the learning and that idea of building understanding and really focusing on that conceptual nature of the learning. So, you know, we're we're helping students move continually in their understanding. Amazing. Tony, you've given us so many words of wisdom, so many resources to go and look at and explore. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you? Yeah, the best way um, is on Twitter is one at IGE Educators. I'm also on LinkedIn as Tanya Latanzio and I have a Facebook page, Innovative Global Education. So they're probably the three best ways um, to follow and connect with me. And of course, people can contact me as well. Brilliant, Tanya. We'll make sure the links to these are in the podcast notes as well. Tanya, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for, for the privilege. It's always a joy to, to talk to people. And, and yes, we have known each other for a while, so it's lovely to connect again. Next week, join me for episode 85 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by the inspirational Richard Gerver. Want to win a prize? Enter now at bit.ly slash edtechwin and we'll regularly announce winners of incredible prizes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. 
and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.